Robo Custer a hefty penalty following the Robo. We'll talk about everything that we know, plus some silly season rumors that could affect 2023 for a certain team. Let's talk about it. This episode of Above the Yellow Line is delivered to you by DoorDash. Hey race fans, it's Taylor, and welcome back to Above the Yellow Line, the show where we talk all about the NASCAR Cup Series. We have two pieces of news to get to and down the line, and then we'll go into our preview for the Las Vegas Motor Speedway race, starting off the round of eight. But first, like I said, let's go down the line talking about key news events from the past week in NASCAR. It was reported by Lee Spencer that RCR might have bought out Tyler Reddick's contract, meaning that he will move to 2311 Racing one year early. He was slated to move there in 2024, as we all probably know at this point but he might be moving there in 2023 and there's two things that this tells me first thing this might mean that rcr never really had a third charter for tyler reddick or at least they weren't able to secure one maybe they were in the process of trying to but maybe things just worked out best for both parties if they focus on having kyle bush in the eight car and then they were able to build progress with tyler reddick unfortunately though what this probably means i'm not trying to speculate on a health situation here but what this tells me as a viewer from the outside looking in is that Kurt Busch may be out. We have not heard anything about a third charter going to 2311 Racing. We haven't heard if anyone's going to be filling in the 45 car for the foreseeable future. We have not heard when Kurt Busch is going to be back. Obviously, he was at Charlotte Motor Speedway this weekend for his Windows of Hope initiative, but we have not heard any stories as to when Kurt Busch is going to be continuing. Denny Hamlin did say that we could expect an update from Kurt Busch this week, and 2311 Racing is set to make an announcement at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, so the two might be correlated. Again, I'm not sure, but this is a pretty interesting development, and we'll probably see it all shape out this weekend at Las Vegas. All right, now it's time to talk about the Cole Custer penalty given to him following the Robo race. Of course, if you remember, it appeared that Cole Custer intentionally checked up on the track to get his teammate Chase Briscoe some track position, getting him into the round of eight or effectively manipulating the results of the race. We'll play the radio transmission with the footage in a few seconds, but to give you exactly what the penalty is, Crew Chief Mike Shiplett is indefinitely suspended. There was a loss of 50 drivers and owner points and the most hefty of them all is the crew chief and, let me emphasize, and the driver are being fined $100,000. This is the penalty that NASCAR dealt following that incident on Sunday. Let's take a look at it and listen to the audio that led them to this decision. Pull up. I think we got a flat tire. Check up. Check up. Just fill it out. Good. Left. Little tire rub. Little tire rub. Still there. Still there. Fill it out good. Come on back. You're okay. Little tire up. Keep coming. So as we heard on the radio transmission, Mike Shiplett said for Cole Custer to check up. It looked like he had a flat. Kept telling him to check up, check up, check up. NASCAR deemed that the data alone was enough to tell them that this was intentional. I know that they heard the audio, the radio transmission. They also said that Mike Shiplett, from his vantage point, what had no way of telling that Cole Custer had a flat tire. So there's a few things we're working with here that made NASCAR reach their decision. Scott Miller said that they cannot have drivers manipulating the results of these races, and they said that NASCAR would have had a stronger result if they thought that this was the reason that Briscoe made it into the round of eight, which they do not believe it did, which I don't fully agree with that reasoning. Scott Miller also said on the radio this morning, NASCAR Sirius XM, that there are past situations that they wish they would have looked at differently, but that does not excuse what happened at the Roval this weekend. And we're going to talk about some of those past instances and where the precedent is and why everyone's not so kind to the situation versus what happened in the past and the decisions made in the past with penalties. 
First off, talking about the Harvick and Chase Elliott situation back in 2021 at Bristol. We all know what happened. There was a few different facets to that story. Of course, though, one of the key things here is Elliott's on the radio, and we saw this, I think, in Radioactive even after the race, is that Chase Elliott admitted to saying, hey, where's the five? I'll help him out. Then went on the track and ended up holding up Kevin Harvick. NASCAR saw that, though, as Elliott taking things into his own hands, as they said in statements when the media kind of questioned how is this different than Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick. They saw that as retaliation versus helping a teammate, even though we had some radio transmissions saying Elliott would help Larson. So that was an issue there. Another issue we can look at is this season when Tyler Reddick helped Austin Dillon at Daytona when Tyler Reddick chose to not pass Austin Dillon by intention, giving him a spot in the round of 16. After the race, Tyler Reddick said that he wanted to be loyal to his teammate. He was kind of doing a team duty there, but there was no penalty for that, even though it could have and technically altered the end of the race and where everybody finished. If he would have, he was able to pass him. He kind of made it clear that he was able to pass him, but wanted to make sure he was being loyal. So that's another instance we can look at as well, where there is a precedent of not penalizing somebody for intentionally or manipulating the results of the race. NASCAR's reasoning behind this was it was a little iffy, I'm not going to lie. I do appreciate that they did go back and look at this and they did something about it, in my opinion. I, I always hate when there's a manipulation of where people stand in the playoffs, whether it be a teammate intentionally helping or not. But where I have issues with this is in the past, this has not been penalized. At least from my time as a fan, we ha I haven't seen a penalty like this for somebody helping out the teammate. So it draws the line that's to... When is helping out a teammate okay and when is it not? NASCAR has, I guess, set that precedent. So I'm hoping by penalizing Cole Custer at this point, this is what they do moving forward for anybody that does anything intentional. My other issue with this is that on the radio transmission you heard, there was nothing said about, hey, help out your teammate Briscoe, he's down in points. There was nothing said about that. All that was said is that you have a flat checkup. And my time as a NASCAR fan, anytime that they have penalized somebody for retaliation or anything like that, there was direct intent said over radio transmission as I'm getting this guy back, he deserves this, or after the race the guy admits it, and then NASCAR administrates a penalty. Until that driver admits guilt, NASCAR does not issue a penalty, and in this case, that's where I'm a little iffy too. They never admitted guilt. They never said that they were intentionally helping Briscoe. All they said, like I said again, is that there was a tire blown and then had Cole Custer check up. So that's also where I'm iffy with this as well. Nobody admitted guilt and there was still a penalty administered because the data proved that it was intentional according to NASCAR. So I don't know, you guys, I'm a little wishy-washy on this. I, I feel like there should have been some sort of penalty, but I feel like the penalty was way too steep. Again, like I said earlier, NASCAR does look back and wishes that they would have done something about other situations, but this situation within itself should set a precedent, in my opinion, or I hope, for future situations. And if it doesn't, then we have a bigger problem on our hands. But that is the penalty for Cole Custer. They are going to appeal it. Something also interesting about this, too, before we move on, is that NASCAR was actually considering suspending Cole Custer as well. But because of prior precedent, they decided not to, which was also very interesting. But they will appeal this penalty, so we'll see probably in the next week or so if anything came of that. We should hear something about Kevin Harvick's penalty appeal as well. Hi. Future Taylor here. We actually just heard about the Kevin Harvick penalty as I am editing this video. According to Stuart Haas Racing, they have rescinded their appeal to the Kevin Harvick penalty that had to do with the deck lid issue following the R&D. NASCAR found an issue with the deck lid after Talladega, so no more appeal that we have to look out for for Kevin Harvick. They will take the penalty as it is. Back to the show. Stewart House Racing, my goodness, they need a vacation. <laughs> they need the season to be over so fast, but that is the Cole Custer penalty. 
Alright, news aside, it is now time to preview the South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, starting with your track facts and driver stats. The race length is 267 laps or 400.5 miles long, the track length is 1.5 miles, and the stage breakdown is stage 1 is 80 laps, stage 2 is 85 laps, and the final stage is 102 laps. Moving on to those driver stats, the last driver to win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway was Alex Bowman in the spring. The active driver with the most track wins is Brad Keselowski with three. The active driver with the best average finish at the track, same as what it was in the spring, is Joey Logano with an average finishing position of 8.9. The team with the most track wins, adding to their stat, is Hendrick Motorsports with seven. And finally, the wins by manufacturer, Chevrolet has 10, Ford has 13, and Toyota has five. All of this from driveraverages.com. Finally, our two watch to worry for the Vegas weekend. We always got to start with our negatives. Before we end on our positives, we're going to start with our guys to worry about this weekend. Guys that you might not want to have in your fantasy lineup or at least use them with caution. Now, I think the Fords are going to do better going into Las Vegas this weekend, but in the spring, they struggled tremendously, specifically the team Penske cars, who I thought were going to do really well, or at least one of them win the race. So the two drivers I'm going to be looking at as they are still in the playoffs are Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is minus three in the playoff fight. Joey Logano is plus 11, but we know based on how the first rounds have happened so far in these playoffs that that could go away really fast, that plus 11 vantage. Now, the other thing we have to look at is how they finished in the spring. Ryan Blaney actually DNF from this race and Joey Logano finished 14th. Again, like I said, not what we would expect from them. I'm also hoping that they don't have any tire issues going into this round as well. So we'll have to keep an eye on that for the Fords. But I'm going to be worried about Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney heading into this weekend. Finally, for the guys I'm going to be watching, one of those guys is not in the playoffs anymore, shockingly. But I'm going to be looking at Kyle Larson as he finished the race in the second position in the spring. He also qualified in the second position. And his best average finishing position at this track has been no worse than third in the past three races, which is very impressive. So I would expect him to do well. Obviously, if this is a championship slump year, then I would expect him to not do as well as we would hope. But obviously, in the spring, he did pretty well at this track. So I will be looking at Kyle Larson. Then I'll also be looking at Christopher Bell, obviously, on a hot streak during these playoffs. He did not have the round of 12 necessarily go in his favor, but he is coming off of a win. So that was the part of it that went in his favor. He was on the pole in the spring for the race, finished in the 10th position. So maybe not the day that Christopher Bell necessarily wanted at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, but he does have a good track record at that track, so I will be looking at him as well as Kyle Larson going into Vegas this weekend. So who are your two watch to worry? What do you think about the penalties plus the news at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for 2311 racing that could be announced? Let me know in the comments below. And with that, we are done with this episode of Above the Yellow Line, the show where we talk all about the NASCAR Cup Series. This Friday night, we're going to be playing NASCAR Rivals, the new NASCAR game coming out on the Switch. We're going to be playing it live, giving our live reactions to the brand new game. So make sure to join us on the Toby Christie Com YouTube channel, the one you're watching right now, or the Facebook page, the one you're watching right now to check out that live stream. But for more from us at tobychristie.com and Above the Yellow Line, make sure to check out our social media pages for more great motorsports content. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're even on Spotify for ATYL. If you can't watch the show, you can still listen. So check us out on all of those platforms. Last but not least, I want to give a huge thank you to DoorDash for supporting ATYL and TobyChristie.com. To show your support, make sure to use the promo code NASCAR30 for 30% off your first DoorDash order. You can find all of our social links, plus links to this Autonomia Awareness Month resources in the description below. But before you check those out, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this with your friends and family. And guys, thank you so much for supporting us here at Above the Online and TobyChristie.com. And until next time, I'll see ya.